There needs to be political discourse within the church. Churches need to talk about politics. Maybe not from the front in a dictator kind of way where you have to believe a certain kind of thing, but like a, we need to learn how to have discourse with each other so that we can learn uh, politically within the church and not just get it from outside sources. Right. Right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the... What's, What's up, everybody? everybody? Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Things, to the things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. Jinx. Now I get to talk the whole podcast <laughs> in your face. My name's Ethan. And, my and you can't talk. You're jinxed. And he who will not be named is here. <laughs> Derry. Uh, welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. You can talk now. My name's Derry. <laughs> Guys, uh, we produce content every week. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, um, throughout the week, TikTok and Instagram as well. Um, reaching and answering. We're reaching people with the gospel, answering your hard questions about Christianity. We want to be a voice to help people navigate those hard questions that come up as you follow Jesus. And so, um, yeah, today's a little... Mm. We don't know what this episode is going to be like. We know what we're going to oh. talk about. We don't know how long it's going to be. And our guest today, guys, is a really special and important guest, one that I know you guys love to listen to, and it's just us. We're talking it's together, just us. Just us. So you can feel <laughs> free to tune out now because then we know you just come for the guests. Yeah. It depends on how long this podcast episode is, depending on if we release it on a Wednesday or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll if see. we reach over 30 minutes, it'll come out on Wednesday. Yeah. If it's under 30 minutes, maybe just bonus. If it's 25, honestly, I think we can do it. Honestly, honestly maybe. Honest me. Honest me. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> so if you couldn't tell, we're having a great day. Yeah. So we got to the studio early, and we had a a little bit of extra time. We were just got done recording with uh, John San Nicholas. This episode came out last week, or who freaking knows when? Because maybe we'll release this in months from now. Yeah. So, we can do whatever we want. We're in charge. So who knows? Why do we have this headphone in? So we can listen to TikTok. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So we just had our episode with John, and depending on when we're going to release this, maybe you don't remember what that episode was about, or maybe you didn't listen to it. So if that's the case, we're going to do a stare of shame into the camera really quick for those people. All right. Now that that's over, go listen to the episode <laughs> so you don't have to get another stare of shame next time. But um, also just a, a recap of what we talked about. We talked about with him the first time unity in the church, like theologically. So if you come from a different stream or bent of theology, how you can still have unity within the church. Um, and he kind of talked about how it's more. You of, can't. Yeah, he just said you can't. Like, basically, everyone who doesn't go to his church isn't a Christian. That's what he said. Uh, so he no. was Catholic. <laughs> just kidding. He was Baptist. Um, just kidding. What is he actually? Probably not a nom. Uh, not evangelical. He said the church he originally came from was, would have all have agreed on abortion. So probably just like evangelical. Yeah. And he did he did talk about being evangelical, I think, the first time we talked to him. So I'm not sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, there's so much that happens for you guys who are just listening that you just don't see. <laughs> it's way better to watch this show. Yeah, you should watch the show. Um, anyway. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, too, because we're so close to being able to live stream. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, we can live stream. Who wouldn't want us to live stream? And believe me, if we start live streaming, you're going to really get to know Ethan it's Peterson. It's over. It's <laughs> over for you. You're going to get to know Ethan Peterson because he throttles himself so much for this podcast and so throttles do I. myself throttle what does that mean you like you throttle back like oh i calm down yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i guess i refrain a bit i don't think he would if we're depends and on... neither would i guess if we're going live with people yeah it depends who we're talking to and so it'd be awesome to go live because it would just be debates because you can invite people into your live debates and we have so much more content which is like real people to talk about and to post 
I would love it. So it'd also be so much more fun and interactive. Yeah. Imagine like once or once a month live streams where like that's just what we post and it's just mm-hmm. debates with people. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. I'd do it. Yeah. Anyways, way off topic. The The point of what John said in the whole podcast the first time was that uh, he thinks his theory, at least, is that actions like show a person's faith more than like what they say they believe within their doctrine. And so we should unify over actions rather than over doctrine. That's what he said. Uh, for the like theological reasons mm-hmm. and then for the political ones was really interesting he was saying a similar point of like we need to and we went back and forth on this a lot of course we need to be more unified politically we kind of got down to the fact that there needs to be political discourse within the church churches need to talk about politics maybe not from the front in a dictator kind of way where you have to believe a certain kind of thing but like a, we need to learn how to have discourse with each other so that we can learn uh, politically within the church and not mm-hmm. just get it from outside sources all the right, time, right? Right. Yeah. So we thought about all of that. We were thinking about unity. He had to go, but I had something I wanted to bring up with him, and this is right after that. So it was like five yeah, minutes ago. We got done talking to him like yeah, not long ago. Yeah. Uh, there so was something else I wanted to bring up, but uh, he had to go because he's getting married. Special. Yay him. He had to go to his wedding. Yeah. Literally getting he, married. Yeah, he was in He's his in a suit. tux. Yeah. yeah. His he was at the wedding venue. It was standing crazy. at the altar. Yep. Honest fun podcasting. Held up the wedding for us, actually. Yeah, great guy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. sacrificial. Really yeah. Really good guy that girl's getting. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so uh we wanted to talk about or I wanted to talk about bring up with him after that a video that I had seen on TikTok to talk about not only how do Christians like be unified theologically. How do we be unified uh, politically? Last thing we talked about. Can people outside of Christianity be unified with Christians in what we do? That's what I wanted to really talk about. So it just dared this Mason symbol. I do. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's like a bigger leap, right? I think it totally makes sense to have Christians be unified, uh, even if we have different theologies. Mm. And definitely Christians can be unified if we have different politics because you can have mm-hmm. the same theology and different politics, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost never happens, but you could. You could. You could have that. Say that again, you can have different theology, but same politics or same uh, theology. Yeah, you could. I think you go both ways on both those things. Yeah. Back and forth. It would be interesting. You're Which like, one do you more likely, actually? Politically, I'm pro-life. Uh, socially. <laughs> or no. or theolo- Biblically, I'm pro-life, but... Socially, I'm pro-choice. It's like, what? How? It's like, personally, I think the baby should live. But I can't tell anyone that. Hmm. But I'd say you can tell someone that. Someone did make a point to me that you could be pro-choice in the sense that you think people should have the choice. But you don't morally agree it's a good choice. Like, kind of how hmm. people are like, legalize all drugs. But it's a totally different not like scenario. Yeah. I don't know how you could justify that because it's violence. Me and we don't, either. we don't legalize violence most of the time. Yeah, I can't. Self-defense. You legalize that. Yeah, I don't... I I don't agree with them. I'm just telling you what they told me. Yeah. Nice. Idiot. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> back on back on track. You can tell we're trying to stall to make Idiot. this 30 minutes. <laughs> we're also just having fun. Yeah. It's like after hours podcast term and in a sense because we just got done with one podcast and spontaneously decided to record a second one so i, I don't know about dairy but i'm kind of feeling goofy we're gonna record another one after this too just let you guys know i it's got gonna happen you got text and who knows when it's gonna be released 
Um, but anyways, back to the show. The possibilities are endless. Back so to the show. let's get to the to TikTok. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not done. You're not done with the setup. I'm not done with the setup. He's not done with the setup. Yeah, not done. So the question we're going to ask bring this up anyways. is: we don't So care. Christians can. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. Bring out the video. <laughs> Just starts playing the video. Doesn't even. Doesn't even talk to me. It mutes you. <laughs> you can still like faintly hear my voice in your microphone as like the video plays. Sorry, um, it's just me now that, that Derry's muted. No, you can't laugh. It doesn't matter. It's not coming through. See, they can't hear you. See, that's how it works. I have all the power. <laughs> I'm back. All right. So actually talking about our topic now. Um, Christians should be unified uh, politically and theologically, not necessarily meaning we have to have the same beliefs, but that we can still work together on in our actions, right? Um, in evangelism, in how we like provide mercy ministries, people, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. our fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the saints over, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Saints over scholars mentality. Yeah. Yeah. We talked yeah. about that a few times. And I think we mentioned it on the last show too, kind yeah. of that mentality, but it's an even bigger question to say Christians should be unified with non-Christians, especially people from other religions. And that's what this uh, TikTok kind of goes into. And both of our reactions when we first saw this, I think mine, and then uh, we watched it separately, but yours, you told me this is your reaction, is kind of one of like anger like, or hey, like, what? Hey, you can't do that. Yeah. Then I thought, well, yes, you can. Yeah. And then after that, we're like, wait, I think we can. And so we wanted to have a conversation about it. We can't. Can we do that? <laughs> Are wait we a, a second? Wait, we're allowed to do that? <laughs> that looks fun. We're allowed to help people with other people who don't believe in Jesus. So we're going to play a TikTok and the TikTok like to go over really fast for you before we play it. So we can get more uh, time on the more podcast. minutes on the yeah. clock. 10 minutes. And we have like Dude, 10 minutes. Nice. 15 more minutes. I think we're going to play the clip a couple times, a couple times. Yeah. Or here, here's what we'll do. We'll play five seconds. Pause. Pause. Talk about it. Yes. Then five more seconds. That's how you get the reaction content to last long. That is. That's true. So um, basically in the clip, it's a pastor and they find out that a mosque is moving into their town. Apparently, they have a lot of Muslims, or maybe there's a whole bunch so of So they Muslims. buy the land where the mosque was going to be built. <laughs> and give it to them. And give it to them. Yeah. That's not true. Just kidding. That's not true. Yeah. Um, they, they find out that this mosque is actually moving in next door. And at first, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, this is terrible. And then after that, they, they make a surprising discovery. And... That's what we're going to watch right now to see their reactions. It's a Jewish mosque. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. And we'll one, put... one question before we start the video, too. Okay. Do you think that it would be a problem for a church if they rented a space and it's just kind of like a you know an open space, right? A community center? No, not, not a community center. You know how churches like will rent places to have their church in like schools or different things like that right yeah what if a church rented a mosque to hold their services, to hold their services. i the think i think the christians could do it like biblically it doesn't matter like christians have no theological problem doing that we can gather wherever we want i think the muslims would not do that because they would think we're probably profaning their their whole if they did let us do it, it'd be pretty progressive muslim and we probably wouldn't be able to wear shoes yeah huh I was just thinking about like the spiritual significance of it, right? Because you, we've mm-hmm. both been overseas, and you know the significance of like when you walk into someone else's place of worship that's not Christ. Like you can feel the difference. You can feel it yeah. spiritually. Some, and so it would be really interesting to see if churches would want to do that. 
You know what I mean? If I got invited to go to a worship service that somehow is at a mosque and I'm worshiping the living God, Jesus oh, Christ, 100%. I'm 100% doing that, But it's a little bro. different to do it every week. Yeah, but also, I don't think it's a problem because it's like, I it's kind of ironic. It's like, oh, this is a place where you're trying to not worship Jesus, but yet worship for Jesus is happening. Hmm, that's true. It's definitely controversial. You're going to have some problems. Yeah, I just socially. Don't, like I don't know what spiritual problems you run into of like what spirits are being invited to that area. The Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's true. That's true. That's true. We need a sound effects board. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I guess you can make an argument that like you don't know what spirits are being invited to any other space you go to. Usually. Yeah, there's witches that go to churches and try to put curses on churches. So yeah, but like if you rent one from like a, a college or a school or right. something, like we went. Our church rents a, the auditorium from a middle school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I wouldn't make a strong case that like demons are being invited into that school by children all the time. Maybe it happens. Maybe there's some brats. Yeah, maybe it happens, but but you don't know that for yeah. sure. But if also, anything, yeah, you I don't make an argument that like it's benefiting the school because yeah, like, I would, that's what I would say. Like if we're talking about the spiritual significance, the Holy Spirit's stronger than any demon. Yeah, and, and I, so and they're gonna the demons are gonna run at the name of Jesus. I don't know what I believe currently about spiritual like not shrines but spiritual like holy places. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does a church become a holy place because technically we're the body of Christ now? But there still seems yeah. to be a significance to like where the Holy Spirit is invited in often. Like, yeah, it definitely is super interesting because there are places, at least in the occult, where they're more spiritual. I met yeah. this like new age girl in Turkey the first time I was there, and this like Russian lady was like, "This place is like so spiritual. There's like an awakening happening here." And like then I met other Russian new agers, and they're all saying the same thing. Like this place is like so spiritual. And I thought, okay, yeah, we have evidence of that in the scriptures as far as demonic principalities go you know geographic demonic principalities like the prince of persia and daniel um and stuff like that but as far as the holy spirit we know that the bible says the the earth is the lord's and all that's in it and so maybe the, as far as like is there a christian spiritual stronghold i think the christian spiritual stronghold is wherever christians are yeah where we carry the holy spirit so we the holy spirit occupies wherever we are Hmm. And so, was it not a thought in Near Eastern culture that, um, at least for the Jews, that there are spiritually like they like, did places? They did think Yahweh was only where like Israel was, yeah, and that He was in like the West, and that's the significance in Jonah where it says like God brought an east wind. It was like they were all like, "What? You can have a Yahweh's in the east too?" They're like, "That's crazy." That's what Mormons are gonna say on Judgment Day. What's that? That's what Mormons are gonna say on Judgment Day. What? Which part? The what? He's in the East because they believe that he's like America's the whole. Oh thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Or also like the creation story of like hovering over the waters, right? He's hovering over the chaos. Yeah. And so there is that aspect where they did think like all they all thought their gods were like geographic based on their nation, but a lot of scriptures actually telling Israel, no, that's not true. Yahweh right. is over all of it. Right. I don't think that necessarily calls into question the fact that there can be spiritual strongholds in different places. Like as Christians, we believe that there are principalities over certain areas, like demonic principalities. For sure. right? For sure. Now, depending on how charismatic you get, like you start naming those principalities and they have different like abilities and different things and different cultures that they set, all that kind of stuff. And you mm -hmm. can believe whatever you want mm -hmm. around that. I, I th I'm currently of the mindset that I believe in that. Like, I think that you can go to a certain place and like nihilism is more of a problem than you can go to the next city over and like laziness is more of a problem. Yeah. And you could argue a lot of different ways, like 
Socio, culture. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But there might be spirits behind those things too. Like there might yeah, be, both. This, it could be cultural because the spirit's been there for so long. Yeah. I've just had you too know? many interactions with people who aren't Christians telling me that, that I've been like on acid trips and stuff a lot, telling me like where demons are in certain places and like where spiritual strongholds are and just having those kind of conversations with people to be like, this doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, we had that, you told me that story about that one guy who was, you were out doing food distribution talking to that uncle and he said that he is like perma-tripping or something and he always stares at Tantalus and he's like, there's a bunch of spirits coming off Tantalus to go deceive the people. Yeah. And when you told me that, I prayed against it and I, and the Bible, because the Bible says that our weapons of warfare are capable, capable of taking down strong. base prayed against it. Yeah, yeah. So we prayed against it, the base prayed against it, I prayed against it and then like, um, the next time you told the story, you said that this uncle was like, oh, I was looking at that stronghold and like a, a green light from out of this earth, like shattered it and all the spirits like scattered and they haven't been back. Yeah. And we're like thinking about it like, oh my gosh, that's like in line with the time that we prayed about yeah, it. That's crazy. So there is that, yeah, it's weird where it's like, uh, yeah, it, it, it is like he was not filled with the Holy Spirit, but yet he had insight to the spiritual and it seemed to be that something he said was happening, we prayed against and it stopped. Mm. So, so it seems legit. Yeah. So anyways, he didn't know we were praying. Yeah. That's what I think about the whole situation right now. And so uh, it's hard to say, like, the significance spiritually of a place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think a principality could be over a place if you have a church there. Like, if, if Yahweh is continually, like, being worshipped in an area, right. I don't feel like you could have, like, another spirit that's... In like, that same the- area, you mean? Like, yeah. in that same, like, square footage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was going to Detroit and going to Detroit in church, going to church in Detroit um, as a kid, we were having this worship service, and across the street from us was a strip club. Mm-hmm. And one time they were going crazy, worship, like, with loud music, too, and we we're like, what is happening? And so one of the adults went out there and was like, hey, like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're worshiping our gods. And we're like, noted. Gotcha. So we went, I guess the girl came back inside and told the pastor and the pastor came up and told us. And he's like, so we're going to keep worshiping. It was like an inner city to like Pentecostal church. So we just kept worshiping harder. We're like, stomping around. We're like, bet you want to worship your God. We're not going to stop. Yeah. We're like, you know, I think that's the fun part about being a stubborn, petty Christian is like, you use pettiness and stubbornness for God. It's like, bet you're trying to, you're trying to come at us. Like, we'll just, I'll just keep worshiping. I'm, I'm stubborn. Wow. And so there was a lot of spiritual warfare too. So demons manifest and stuff like that. And wow. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So stuff. I think that's what I think about that right now, that it is a legit thing and that there is, I don't want to say like holy, holy sites. Cause I don't know how long you would keep that like quality of being like a holy site necessarily. And like, if there's not like worship going on all right. the time, right. Uh, the thing is I always reference back to like the, the names that the Israelites would always give places to give them significance. Yeah. Because that seems like their spiritual significance in all those places. Like Bethel and all those all those places. Like it seems like mm-hmm. there's spiritual significance. It could just be referring to the actions that happened there too. It also could be like a memorial of like Yeah. He calls it Bethel because that's where he met God. Yeah. Right. And so it's like a reminder of like this is where your forefather met God. Right. Now that could signify this is where you can meet God, but there's also a very real truth of like you don't need a geographical place to meet God if he's living inside sure, of you. For sure, for sure. Hmm. So it's interesting. All right. Well, we've uh, stalled enough. Yep. Time here for the actual go. video. So now, now this is going to come out on Wednesday. Nice. All right. Here we go. Let me press interact. And where's the play button? There it is. What this church did literally made my jaw drop. 
I'll never forget the morning that I saw an article about a group of Muslims who had bought 30 acres and were planning to build a complex. When I saw that, my stomach kind of tightened up. They were going to be right across the street from us. Maybe most people's reactions. I felt that, right. that ignorance. Like most people's reactions. Yeah, most people's reactions would be like, oh, a mosque, 30 acres next door? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I would kind of be excited if a mosque opened up across our church. Oh, yeah, I would do. Whenever, because there's not many Muslims that live in Hawaii. Hmm. So when I see them, I always see the females because they All wear the hijabs. Yeah. But I'm always like... That sounds like the most American way to say hijab. I'm pretty sure it's hijab. Hijabs. Pretty sure it's hijab. And the he, the hijabs. Hijabs. It just, I feel like I've always heard people say hijab. Uh, hijab, maybe. Um, but I'm always like, so culturally, like, I don't, depending on what country they go to, it's culturally inappropriate for a male to talk to a female uh -huh. um, in that context, just randomly. Of course. And so I'm always like, wait, where's your husband? Like, mm -hmm. I want to ask him, like, be so creepy like hello i love muslims where's your husband <laughs> like yeah I'm not, not, i wouldn't talk to me either yeah <laughs> you know so. but anyways yeah most people's stomachs would be like what yeah i imagine that's what muslims would think too if a church opened up oh yeah ignorance and that fear so i prayed I said well what are we supposed to do it is a difficult time for muslims in america we did not expect it to be welcomed. We thought we have to work hard. And one day we were driving by and we see a banner. And that banner says, Heart Song Church welcomes the Memphis Islamic Center to the neighborhood. Me and my wife both were thinking about leaving church because I, I just did not accept what was going on. Lord, we are so humble. I went to Pastor Steve and asked him, I said, what, what are we doing? He told me to uh, read the Gospels. When I read through those Gospels and I figured out I was the problem. And that should be a lot of our reaction when we read the Bible sometimes. Unless you're living in perfect righteousness. Right. You read the Bible and you're like, I'm the problem. If I asked my pastor a question like that and he was like, you should read the Gospels, I'd be mad. I was like, bro, just tell me like, tell me what you think. Get closer to the mic. Yeah, tell me what you think. Like, what, like, why, yeah. where in the Gospels? You just want me to read all of them and get back There's to you? There's no Muslims in the Gospels, Pastor. <laughs> they, they became a religion 400 years after us. That's so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But I do like the, the reaction of like, I read the Bible and I was the, and I found out I was the problem. Yeah. I've had that so many times. Yeah. Well, all the time. One time I was being petty and trying to find a, a, a verse. Like, I specifically was like, You're trying to cherry pick? I was cherry picking hard, bro. Yeah. I was like, I was in an argument with someone and I was like, no, I'm going to show them that the way they're acting is not right because the Bible says love is this, 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 and this. And I was reading it and it said, love does not seek its own. And God just was like, Ethan, you're seeking your own right now. You need to chill. <laughs> Close the Bible, walk away. I was like, that's not why I came to this verse. I want it. That's not what I It's so funny. <laughs> what was going on with the world today? I was the problem. On <laughs> coat drives and food drives and close to 9-11, we do a blood drive together. I would have never thought that I would be friends with Muslims. Right here. <laughs> and I love it. It's kind of like my world got bigger. We are better congregation now. We are better people because of this friendship with Heart Song. It's an amazing friendship that I can't imagine having missed out. How's everybody doing today? Would you cheer louder if you're having fun?
I was trying to figure out what the star on his shirt was. Can you go back to that like little image on the pastor shirt? Yes. Because pastor wears uh, like a little earring and a little like star. That guy? Color shirt. Yeah, right there. But there's a better picture of it a little farther back. Should we zoom in? No, I'll go a little farther back. And there's a better like little, little picture of it. Mm. Oh, right oh, there. There Ooh. it is. What's it say? Can you zoom in on that? Yeah, let's just make this massive. That's the only way to zoom in. <laughs> Memphis friendship. Interesting. Uh, oh, it's like people. Yeah, okay, I've seen that picture before. Just a humanitarian thing. Yeah. Cool. So, very interesting video. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, my first reaction when you sent this to me, actually, when I first watched it, I thought, I'm in the middle of work. I don't know how to respond. So, I said, interesting. Yeah. But it is interesting, right? The first reaction I had, oh, little footsies. There's so much that happens that people don't realize in this show. There he's trying to flirt with me under the table. I'm married. Stop it. Okay, but the first reaction I had was... um. At, At first, first, I was like, what? That's kind of like triggering. Like, I don't know if you should be doing that. Yeah. And then I thought, Ethan, like in the context of the work we do, which is like cross-cultural like ministry, right? Mm. I was like, if you lived in a country where you were surrounded by people of another religion, you would not refuse to do humanitarian things with them because of any reason. You'd be like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to work with them. Like, this would be awesome. You know? And, and so, so then, then I was like, okay, yeah, it totally makes sense then. Like, this is how Christians should react and should respond. And honestly, showing love through that, like the Muslims were saying, like, this was like, we expected to have a really hard time. And they were like, so kind to us. I'm like, how many doors of friendship were open through that act that lead to conversations about, like, one, you're seeing the person for not what you've been told about them from your political or your, your, your religious view, you know, like, Growing up in America when I was five, nine, eleven happened. Like I had a very specific view of what I was told Muslims were like. Then I went to Muslim countries and talked with them and found out that it was not true all, all the time, right? And so you find out that like Muslims can be very kind and, and generous people. And the and the, for the Muslims, right, they're being told their whole life that Christians believe in polytheism because we believe in the Trinity, that we believe that, like, they, they're being told all these wrong things about Christians, and then when they hang out with Christians, they find out, oh, that's not true at all. Yeah, You know, it's so for one, there's, like, that mutual understanding of, like, oh, I understand this person a little bit more, and obviously, like, the Muslims are thinking, like, we got to convert them and get them to be Muslims, and the Christians are thinking, we got to convert them to be Christians, you know, and so I wonder how many opportunities that opens for conversations excuse me conversations of the gospel to be had yeah and like how awesome is that right because we hold the truth we don't need to be scared of having conversations with people of another religion and so it's like that's even better if a lot of people are yeah a lot of people are scared yeah see a lot of people come from the background of like we stay inside the four walls of the church we don't go outside and we're afraid to do anything like outside of it you know what i mean and that's definitely like that mentality now I would say I house within myself uh, both conservative and liberal theologies just based off of different things that I believe. And the conservative in me was like, no, like you no. you can't have like move in next door. Don't do that. Is there a reason it's your conservative is Southern? Uh, yes, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the pastor wearing an earring and like a multicolored shirt. And I thought, ew, stop. Ew. <laughs> but like my actual reaction was like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like I should make assumptions about the pastor because he's 
trying to look like he's 20 and wear one cross earring. All pastors do that that are older than 50. Yeah, but the problem is that he's like the, the, the cross earring. That's something like 20 year olds do. And, yeah. and Colby. Like, yeah, that's like, <laughs> Colby. He's 29. Yeah, it's true. But like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Dude, I saw a, a pastor who was like Gen X, like probably 45 years old, 50 years old, mm-hmm. had the mullet. The same shaved sides, oh. and I was yeah, like, "You could pull that off, but like, no, he ex- didn't. Accessories you can't pull off as well. He didn't pull it off. I was like, oh. dude, you're an adult, <laughs> bro. You got this is for people in high school. You got to gain some responsibility here. Like, you can't. You're a father. Like <laughs> Listen, I can't be discipled by someone who looks like that, <laughs> dude. You're leading a. Tr- if Pastor Riz walked out with that, oh, I'd be like, I'd have respect. Honestly, I'm, he looks so good in the mullet. I'm going to Blue Water. <laughs> I'm changing churches. <laughs> that'd be so funny. If Jordan Sang had a mullet, that'd look even weirder. Oh my god. That'd be even weirder. For... Okay, but uh I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Honestly. The the only like the back and forth I had in my own mind when I was thinking about this is okay, what would be the thing that would be wrong about this, right? And I was thinking, depending on how much you did together, people could think maybe you're affirming of the other religion and maybe like right. a universalist kind of church kind of thing, right? So that was one aspect I thought could be wrong. The other aspect was that... Do you think it'd be wrong to do it if people were going to receive it like that? Or do you think that's that's people's problems they got to get over? Um, it depends on how much you're doing together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are you proselytizing together? Like, sharing the gospel together? Like, <laughs> They're like, do you want to be Muslim? And you're like, do you want to be a Christian? The like, guy's I'm like, I'm so confused. Dude, it'd be like it'd be like going <laughs> Live to... Live debate. Of, like, in Alamoana, or in Alamoana, in uh, one of the malls here, we have a Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Like next to each other, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do I choose? Because I would do Bible studies with Muslims. Oh, 100 percent. That's just discipleship. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so I think that could kind of be a problem, depending on what kind of optics you're giving off. If you're like evangelizing together, the you know ops. What I mean? Yeah, the ops. And the other problem could be if you're not sharing the gospel and making sure they know you yeah. don't just accept them and yeah. their religion as being correct. Like, but the thing is, they're. The reason I don't think it's a big deal is they probably are going to know that already. You know right, I mean? right. That's why yeah. you're a Christian, not a Muslim. And they definitely don't accept you as like not being a Muslim mm-hmm. and a Christian. Like they know you're a Christian and you know they're Muslim and you both know they don't believe the same thing. Yeah, both of you think the other person's going to hell. Yes. And so like... And, they're like, they, and both of you want the person to go to heaven. Yeah, it's an unspoken truth that we both know. We both know both mm-hmm. of our religions, our religions aren't affirming of the other one. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something I think you need to make explicitly clear. If you're working together... I would say that would be like a pastor to pastor conversation of like, we know we both share differences and we don't like believe the same thing, but we can both try to make our community a better place. And if we live close to each other, we could partner in that and do it together. We don't mm-hmm. have to plan our bake sales, clothing drives, which is what they were doing, um, or blood drives on different days, like so that we can allocate resources and do things cheaper and even get more people involved. We can do it together. Right. It makes sense right. to me because all of those things are very strictly mercy ministries. And I would, I could see an argument for not, not partnering on certain mercy ministries together because there are certain yeah. mercy ministries that exclusively has to do with you sharing the gospel. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go out and have a prayer. I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like a prayer meeting together. I wouldn't do like house visits or uh, certain right. like big group events where you're going to share something. Right. Because that would get like pretty weird. Like if you, do you both get times to share like that your gospel? You go second. Like, so then you'd be like, all right, so everything you heard was a lie. <laughs> you just have debates. Yeah. Then That's they're so like, funny. but that would destroy the friendship. So yeah. So like house visits, I wouldn't do 
uh, of big events like that, I wouldn't do stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That just kind of gets more dicey where you could actually do some kind of like evangelism conversion kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're just giving blood, like you could at any time share the gospel with people. Like, you can also make money giving blood and sure. plasma. Can you really? I've heard, I talked to someone and they said they were making like a hundred dollars or more a week giving blood. Well, and I was like, bro, you're making, don't do that. Not the reason you should get blood. $400 a month. Why not? <laughs> what? I was like, you should get blood to get blood. Yeah. But yeah. And the compensation. <laughs> I don't know if I've I'm never heard of someone getting, getting no. money from that. What's that? I've never heard of someone getting money from that. I think it's plasma. I think it's plasma too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, where was I in my whole spiel? You were saying that? it's okay to give blood, but not okay to do like, yeah, you could proselytize to any of those people in your normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. You don't need an event to do that. And so I don't mm-hmm. think that's a problem to like gather clothing or food or give blood. And I would say it's, it's also a problem if you're doing all that and yeah there's not that clear distinction like hey just so you know we worship jesus and we think you're wrong and they're like respectfully we know we think you're wrong it's like cool as long as we got that on as long as there's no misunderstanding because i know i've heard people saying like oh i did this ministry and i didn't have to say the name of jesus and it was so beautiful and they're like rejoicing in that statement Mm -hmm. and i was like that's not a good thing Mm -hmm. that's the only name that saves people yeah so I was like, what are we... Doing? You realize any religion can do that, right? What? You should still do it. Yeah. Any religion can do that. Right. Yeah. The thing that makes us different is that we have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say never forsake the name of Jesus or like try to avoid using that mm-hmm. name because you want unity. Right. You know? But it's pretty clear to me that the goods created by this far outweigh the bads, right? Yeah. Because most likely both cultures, the Christian one or the people in that church and the Muslims probably don't view each other very like well you know what i mean like a lot of christians are really afraid of muslims are you saying generally yeah 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 a lot of christians don't like he said like a lot of christians don't view muslims very well and are kind of afraid of them you know what i mean just on average maybe not like in more liberal places but definitely on average and then i don't know because i'm not a muslim and don't come from muslim backgrounds but i can't imagine they have an awesome view of america or christians right and i've only heard the more extreme side i can tell you what they think (laughs) okay you tell me but you, you know what Muslims would say that are in Muslim countries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can tell you what Muslims okay, in Muslim okay, yeah, countries yeah. think. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. America always says, we're a Christian nation. Stop saying that. It's mm-hmm. not true, and it doesn't make Christians look good. You, Muslims here, America's a Christian nation, and then they assume everything that put that's put out by Hollywood must be Christian. Mm-hmm. So they think very lowly of Christians. They think that we are um, like you know, immoral, sexually, mm-hmm. sexually immoral, okay with like cheating and sleeping around and like just everything that Hollywood produces, they're like, that's what Christians believe. And they believe in polytheism because of the Trinity and they believe they right. worship a dead guy. Right. Actually, they don't think Jesus died. They think that he was switched out with somebody else and sent to heaven. Mm-hmm. But they'll be like, they think they, then they, yeah, they think we're idolaters because we believe Jesus is God. Hmm. So it's like, Stop saying we're a Christian nation, please. Yeah. I, I was talking to, when I was in Muslim countries and I talked to them, I'm like, America's not a Christian nation. I know you're told that. We're not. Mm-hmm. America and Hollywood does not represent Jesus. Yeah. So I think the goods created by having that partnership, you're going to have so much more understanding between people groups, yeah. right? Yeah. The Christians are going to be able to understand and educate themselves much more in what Muslims believe, right? Which is awesome. 
Like mm-hmm. the more you can become educated in what other cultures believe, the more like secure I think you'll be in your own foundation of your religion. If you're a Christian, if you really look into it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're looking into other people's world beliefs, you're looking into your own, right? Yeah. Worldview beliefs. Sorry, yeah, I said yeah. world beliefs. You're going to look into your own even more too. You know what I mean? To make sure you know what you believe. And so I think it's good. And then Muslims are going to hear about the gospel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't really imagine that you'd have a problem with people converting to uh, being Muslim. I'd imagine the pastor would hopefully like pastor them enough. It would also be really awkward if like the pastors are like getting beef because like you're converting people to come to the church. I could see that becoming a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is losing people. Yeah, a lot. The mosque is, is losing people. Like, <laughs> that'd be so like, awesome. <laughs> people start converting to Christianity, and the mosque is like, "Hey, that's not why we signed up." Hey, for we this. didn't sign. Like, hey, man, hey, bro, ball don't lie, man. Ball, this, this is, hey, ball don't lie. Real recognize real, bro. Awesome. Just you got do better, I guess. Ball don't lie. Do better. You gotta get on your game. <laughs> Up your evangelism. Our game. conversion game's on point, dude. Ball don't lie. It's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's awesome. Imagine. You're you're in this church and you're working with the mosque, right? And imagine you guys do hospital visits together. Oh, and the Muslims see Christians lay hands on people and pray and see them healed, and the Muslims are like, "What just happened?" Mm, that'd be crazy. And they're like, "We just saw someone like get out of like they're on death row and they just mm-hmm. got up or deathbed, not death, death row. Deathbed, yeah. They they were convicted of a felon and then they're gonna and you broke them out of jail. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah no but you had a yeah like they're like seeing these miracles they're like oh my gosh like that that'd be super cool that'd be super cool cool. wow wowzers that'd be awesome we made it to 35 minutes we did 36 36 almost 37 minutes 37 minutes let's just keep counting down what 37 minutes and and three four seven five six seven 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 eight (laughs) for half an hour's counting (laughs) the rest of the show we're just silent we just leave and go to the bathroom just staring. Um, <laughs> yeah. So tell us what else you guys want to hear about on this podcast in the comments. Let us know mm. uh, what questions you have that we can answer or at least attempt to throw our hat in and People answer. used to really like those like TikTok reaction videos. We did those a couple years ago or maybe a year and a half ago. We started doing those. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. The TikTok reacts. Those are fun. We started doing those and it was like we would find a whole bunch of deconstruction or just different Christian TikToks and kind of react to them and give our, our opinions. If you want to see those again, let us know. Let we us might know. do those anyway. And next time, we should each pick a few and not show the other person. So we yeah. get the genuine reaction. Yeah. Find some if funny ones. you see next week that we are wearing the same shirts, it is a coincidence. And we are not recording another episode right after this. These are the studio shirts. This is our uniform. If it's also a TikTok React episode, it is also not right after this. And we didn't just record right after this and not wait for your responses to see if that's what you wanted. Yeah. That's not what exactly. we're doing. No. We waited. Yeah. And we put the same shirts on. And I left the studio shirtless. Yeah. These are actually our studio shirts. We leave them here. These are studio shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. I hope we'll you, see you next I hope week. I hope you enjoyed it. Shoots. All right. Bye.